Today's episode of Spawned is brought to you by Little Passports. Inspire your kid to learn about the world with a subscription to Little Passports. Spawned listeners can save 40% on their first month today with promo code SPAWNED. Learn more at littlepassports.com slash SPAWNED. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner. We are the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we'll be talking about over-sharenting. Oh, that's a hot topic. When have you crossed the line? Or have you? Mm. And then finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. So I'm really glad that you shared this article from the New York Times parenting blog on our Facebook feed because otherwise I would not have seen it actually. Well, I I'm it last happy week. to have one little moment of enlightenment for you. And it's really <laughs> interesting. And, I, you know, the thing is, as with many headlines, you got to get past the headline because the headline is don't post about me on social media children say. And then click, 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 click. <laughs> That's the sound of millions of people clicking on that link bait. And so anyway, it turns out what the article is really about is don't post anything about me on social media without asking me say. <laughs> oh, that's funny how that changes. And you know, it's not just this piece because it was, of course, timely on the new Motherload blog. It's now called Well Family. It's that one of still our... sounds like a like I it's know. brought to you by some healthcare company, right? <laughs> well Family from Blue Cross. It's taken me a little while to get used to it, I will say. But I like KJ and I like what she's doing over there. Yeah. But I will say this, that we get a lot of questions about this because, you know, I think folks have finally figured out, our listeners, that we don't just do cool mom picks. We've got cool mom tech as well. And this is a a big issue, especially for us personally, because we both have tweens. We do. And we came of age on the internet over the last 10 years when blogging didn't have social media or shares was basically literally you like sent a link. Yeah, you sent a link to your friend via email like I like this blog post. Long ago in a time before Twitter and Facebook. In fact, you joked that you used to write posts about your kids and people would actually say to you, oh, can I see a picture of them? Because we were just journaling, really. Yeah. And I think this specifically has to do with photos, right? Because I I don't want to, I mean, I I know people use Twitter and, you know, there are words on all these sites, Facebook and Instagram. I have good words. (laughs) I have good words. I give good words. But I will say (laughs) that... You know, uh, yeah, because my first of all, my photos were terrible, so I would never put them up. <laughs> and it was like, I, I think of it's like BP and AP, before Pinterest and after Pinterest is like a time on the and internet. Instagram it's and Instagram and Snapchat. When you just can't post anything these days without a photo. Like right. there's always a photo with everything And I now. think it's interesting because it's this kind of confluence of parents who get judged for everything to begin with meets, uh, let's let's uh, figure out how to use social media and how we live in a 2.0 world, right? So it's like these two things coming together. So whenever I see an article from a mainstream uh, media source about parents sharing information about their kids on social media, I know the worst (laughs) of everyone is going to come out and comment. So true. Because parents, I think, automatically feel defensive. Yes. Because maybe they were thoughtful with their choices. Maybe they weren't. But either way, they feel attacked. And then, like, the sanctimony comes out in the comments. I can't tell you how many comments start with, well, that's why I never. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good thing I refuse to. (laughs) So we'd like to have kind of a more thoughtful conversation on this. And look at both sides of it and maybe try to come to some conclusions and tips about what parents 
can do and how they might think about it when it comes to sharing information about their kids online. Well, now, the listeners don't have the article in front of them right now, but we will link it up on Cool Mom Picks on our podcast page. But maybe you could just talk a little bit about what we pulled from it, which to me, the biggest point, well, there were lots of them, but was the disconnect, (laughs) right, between what teens and tweens are saying and what their parents are saying and doing, right? Right, yes. And so what they found in this uh, survey of, I think, about 250 teens and tweens, 10 to 17 around the country, is that they were really concerned, that's the quote, really concerned, about the way parents shared their children's lives online, but parents were far less worried about sharing information about their kids online. Wow. So, you know, that makes me ask a few questions. Is it because teens are perpetually embarrassed by everything their parents do. Like, you <laughs> know, I, I would be really concerned about the way my mom dressed to the PTA meeting. How do I use <laughs> this Snapchat thingy? <laughs> but um, one of the quotes that I thought was helpful was a 14-year-old who said, I really don't like it when my parents post pictures of me on their social media accounts, especially, this is what's interesting, after finding out that some of my friends follow them. Ah. So it's not just about privacy, which is obviously an uh, you know important factor. Well, that's what I think most people think it's about, but yeah. it's not just that. It's that's about, you're embarrassing me in front of my friends, Mom. <laughs> well, but, you know, let's, let's be honest here. Aren't we all, as parents, just embarrassing our children all the time? I mean, I it's think... It's what I live for. <laughs> well, the other day, I'm driving in my car doing absolutely nothing, and, and my oldest was like, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> I, am, I, I am just sitting here. We, uh, my boyfriend and I, we had all four of our girls together recently, and we went to pick up one of his daughters from an activity. And because she didn't recognize the like gigantic rental car for 18 Mormon <laughs> children that we had rented, um, we were waving out the window to her. And she was like, stop. Because all, all we did was wave out the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, Liz. Shame on you for you know. trying to get her attention. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, we're, we're teasing a bit, but, you know, I do understand that kids are like, you know, you may post a picture of me at some recital or some video of me doing something you thought was cute, and my friends are going to see it, and they're going to tease me for it at school. Yeah, and you know what? It's so different now, because we were talking about this, because, yes, parents are always going to embarrass their kids, but it used to be like they embarrassed them and it was over. Or maybe they had a photo that took three weeks to develop, <laughs> and they would bring it out, like, at a, a family function, ha-ha, well, but it's now that, that it's old everywhere. Joke about, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this photo out when your prom date comes to pick you up, this photo of you in the bathtub when you're six months old. I and still now, use that. No, it's like parents can't even threaten that anymore, because no. it's already all over Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's so true. And so I understand the concern of this, you know, this very wise Yes, including the fact that we're running out of good threats. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Not only are we going to embarrass our children over and over again because it might go viral, but we're running out of threats. Yeah. It's very important problem, to parenting. <laughs> so anyway, I think the issue is evolving over time, you know, and and. It's interesting. I I think that, you know, when we both started online 10 years ago, blogging, as we said, it was really a way of journaling. It was more like the Irma Bombeck style of sharenting as opposed to, I don't know, the Kim Kardashian style. Look at my boobs. (laughs) Yes. And and look, I I mean, I... 
I did write some controversial stuff in terms of my, and I don't yes, think mine did. was more oversharenting as it was over spousing. <laughs> Is that a word where you overshare about your spousal you were very relationships? Specific, yeah. I was very specific. And um, when it came to sharing about my kids, I never shared their last name. I didn't, re- I didn't share embarrassing photos of them, at least the ones that I thought. So you created very distinctive boundaries for what you would and wouldn't do, but maybe your lines were in different places than other parents might oh, have Oh, absolutely, even back then. But yeah. I think had I started out blogging now as opposed to then, I'm pretty sure I might have done I might have done things differently or I might do things differently. Well, I think it's easy to get also caught up in the kind of internet fame and the excitement of the shares and the like. I mean, I'll be honest, Mom 101 lost interest for me the second I put share buttons up on it. It just changed. It changed something. Like what I loved was the authentic conversation and the community. And the comments. And, yeah, the comments and getting to know people through our deepest fears and our confessions and our stories and our humor. And um, the second it was about like trying to go viral, I kind of, it lost something for me. And that's, you know, that may be like a whole other topic. But um, I would say, if anything, I feel the opposite of you. Like I started out with my blog um, you know, as a way to share and build community. But because I was a professional, I was actually really, really cautious about things that I posted, especially about my relationship. And in fact, when it broke up, a lot of people were shocked because I just didn't write about well, yeah. it. <laughs> you didn't write anything and about so, it. And, and, you know, I had taken a memoir class and one of the most important lessons as a writer or a memoirist is that you're not afraid to go there. You know, that you dig deep and that you can't worry about other people and you have to tell your truth. And I never felt that I could fully let go and do that. And sometimes I wish I could have done it more and maybe my pieces would have been more profound. And I really honor those parents on the Internet, on various social uh, feeds who can let go and talk about really serious issues about, you know, sexual abuse in their life, about postpartum depression, about the things that... um, didn't used to be out in the open. So I'm really, I I honor that. And I, but I think the challenge is what's the difference? Where do you draw the line? Well, yeah, but that's about them a lot of times too, and not about their kids. But sometimes it's about kids who, you know, are going through mental issues or going through um, disciplinary issues at school. And a lot of that stuff was really valuable to me as a new mom to find that stuff and know I wasn't alone or kids that wouldn't sleep or kids that had tantrums or whatever the issues were. And so I think we're all trying to figure out what's the balance, right? Like, so at what point is my need to share, form a community, help other parents tempered with my kids' need for privacy? Well, my blog was called Motherhood Uncensored. Yes. And I mean, it really was at a, at a point in time. Mine was more about my relationship as opposed to talking about my children. And, you know, when I stopped blogging, it was really because I felt like, and I've, I said it to a few people, mm-hmm. that I felt like I needed to change the name of the blog to Motherhood Censored. <laughs> and that <laughs> because was because as your children got older, yeah. you felt like sharing. Well, I think that yeah. that's a perfect example to bring us back to the main topic, which is how, when, and how much do you share of your children online? And I don't want to talk about safety stuff. We've covered that before. I think both of us are pretty rational that the likelihood that someone's going to like see a picture of your kid on an Instagram feed and then do horrible things with it is pretty unlikely. I think this is more about kids' issues of privacy, embarrassment, needing more reasons to hate you as a parent. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you an example. Okay. So I, I mean, I tried really hard to write posts that I never would have to regret or take down, but there's no saying 
about what an 18-month-old thinks versus what they'll think when they're older, right? Sure. So when my daughter was like, I don't know, 15 months old or something, I posted a post-Valentine's Day photo of her <laughs> holding a condom wrapper that she found on the couch the next morning. Nice. And it was like, well, <laughs> we had a pretty good Valentine's Day or something like that. And it was hilarious And because um, I used so photos so infrequently. It was kind of unusual for me. And so I still think that that's funny. Um at some point, she may be, like, mortified by that. Um, and so then what I've, do you do? What do I do? And so you and I talked about this, and the, you said you would take it down. Yeah, if she was really upset by it, I mean, I would I would definitely take it down. And I agree. Yeah. And now, it doesn't mean that she can have full control over everything I say and everything in my life. However, I, I, I would like to think that I would put her needs above you know, whatever need I had to share. Now, do you think the reasons matter? So for instance, it wasn't because you were doing like a Trojan ad (laughs) on your blog, but really it was because it was just a funny thing, like a memory that you had that you wanted to share and, and, you know, connect to your community. But that's a great question. There are a lot of people out there that are sharing photos of their kids, you know, whether they're sweet photos or crazy photos, whatever they are. And it's for, you know, it's for monetization. There's a lot of photos now of parents shaming their children. Yeah. That's why they're sharing well, them. Uh, but I think even beyond that, you know, you God, you asked such a good question. I'm really thinking about this now. Like, under what circumstances would I or would I not put it down? I guess I would think if the public good was served more by keeping it up. Like, this is probably not the best example, but for some reason, I rank really high on Google for toddler swallowed a penny. (laughs) Because my daughter swallowed a penny. I think that post was called, see a penny, pick it up, next day it comes out in your poop. And so... Logically. um, Yeah. And so, tons of people have written me emails, even still, this was, what, nine years ago? so funny. That that they were so glad that they found my blog because they were so panicked and it talked them down. So, if she's embarrassed by that, I would probably talk to her and say, listen, you were a baby. It happens. It's not a big deal. But there are a lot of parents who are being helped by this. So I think there's kind of that question, too. But then I think, as you're saying, there's also the, am I doing this for the lulls, right? Am I, like, kind of shaming my kid because it's funny or because other parents will give me a pat on the back? There's this kind of internet notoriety thing Mm -hmm. that is very appealing and very tempting, right? Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, not everyone is a blogger. Not everyone makes a living or even any money off their social media feeds. But there are a lot of folks that do. And I think in some ways that can benefit the kids. So Mm, if they're like angry that you shared a photo of them, but that paid for them to go to a private school or it paid for them to go to college. That's good money for that photo. Right? (laughs) Who's going to pay my kids school tuition for a photo? It paid for their one textbook. You know what I mean? But still, like, there's one side of it. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's like, is it worth that? You know, is it really worth that You know, for, I, for that photo to be up and around the internet? I will say there are definitely some accounts that I'm really comfor- uncomfortable with. There's some, like, Tumblr blogs and some Instagram accounts that are posted by parents that are meant to, like, kind of poke fun of and shame kids um, in order to make parents, you know, bond over the, you know, craziness of motherhood. So I understand that. But I... I God, I sound like a sanctimony. Damn it! <laughs> I f- I feel bad for the kids. Like I yeah. look at it, and I think there's sometimes a line that's crossed, and it's tough to know where the line is. Then I look at you know, like I'll tell you one that I like. It's called Average Parent Problems, and it's run by Alana Wiles of Miami Shorts, who's mm-hmm. a friend of ours. And I'd say 98% of it is hilarious. 
Like, there's a picture of a kid, you know, that she found sitting inside her refrigerator, and it's, you know, has some funny line, and it'll say average parent problems. And so there's something kind of charming and endearing about it, and I find that it's mostly making fun of you as parent, and also it's it's it feels like it's done out of love. And I think there's other times that I see an individual post something making fun of their kid that I just cringe, and I'm like, oh, God, one day they're going to be older and see that. Yeah, I mean, she uh, gets permission to use the photos from yes. from other parents, and usually it's kind of poking fun at parenthood and not at the kids. Right. But then, you know, like parents have to make the decision. You know, there's no names on them or anything. But, yes. like, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, these are just things to think about as to whether you're willing to do that. She's got a big following. I mean, yeah. she's and, been everywhere. And also, I do think there's a difference between a toddler and a tween. And yes. I think a lot of those are babies. And so I can understand why, like, it's funny to see a baby with, like, a dog licking its face or whatever's happening. And there's some funny quote. And, you know, it's it's worth sharing. I get it. Like, I've shared stuff like that, too, because it's funny. But um, I guess I, I feel like the old lady is like, one day when you're my age. But, like, there's a real difference. <laughs> like, after, yes, after your is. kids are about five or six, and God knows when they're two. It seems like that will never come. <laughs> it will. But, it's here. But you really start to feel the difference. And for me, there was this really distinctive point. My daughter, when she was five years old, my oldest daughter, did something really funny and really benign it was like not a big deal but she did something at home and it embarrassed her and we all laughed so hard and we still laugh about it and she said to me don't ever tell anyone about this not even grandma oh and I said okay I will never tell anyone about this and to this day I have never told anyone about it good for you and she's like almost 11 now and we joke every so often I'm like so can I tell people yet and she's like mm. Maybe one day. Oh, she still remembers it. But I remember thinking that's a really important pact with my daughter, and it made me really aware of stuff I was posting about her and whether she'd be okay. And even today, if I post even like like a drawing that they've made, I always ask. Yeah, I mean, look, parenting is about trust, and I think especially as your kids get older into the tweens and teen years, you you don't have anything but trust. That's all you have because respect is questionable. (laughs) They they don't think you're cool anymore. So really, I mean, my whole thing is if I'm if I say I'm going to do something, I really need to do it and I need to respect Mm. their privacy and I think one thing we haven't touched on yet is the whole digital footprint thing and I will totally sound like an old lady like when you google your name and by the way we're not perfect at this (laughs) no I mean I'm definitely not I'm close you're close (laughs) I'm kidding I'm working on it I mean I think like most parents we're trying to figure this out as we go along and I think in part just because it's common that everybody posts pictures of their kids on Instagram does that mean that it's okay does that mean it's not okay if you do it with your kid but don't attach their name to it is okay I, th- I guess I kind of feel like the most important thing is just that you think about it and you create your own rules like and your own boundaries and that thinking about it is more than half the job but I don't know what do you think is there like some hard and fast boundary that parents should not be doing I don't think there is. I don't think that, that that's the case with anything when it comes to parenting, except for, like, you know, your absolute safety issues in terms of, like, seat belts and car seats and that sort of thing. So you're not, like, one of the commenters in the New York Times who's like, well, that's why my children can't have iPads till they're 32. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm only partially exaggerating. <laughs> Read the comments. It's like, yes, you're wonderful. Give yourself a pat No, I mean, I think everyone has to look at their own situation and decide, you know, what's good for you. I mean, I, we are both 
public figures in a way. Mm-hmm. A podcast. We're so you know, public. You know, I had a conversation with my son because he talked a lot about that. Do people mm-hmm. know my address? Do people know where I live? Oh, you know, he's yes, asked you that. Yeah, because he knows that I'm, you know, that I work on the internet. And so that is something I have to be very aware of. Um, you know, I have to think about their their dad and his life, like his privacy, yeah. you know, when it comes into play and you know, for me, I really want them to be able to establish their own digital footprint when they get older and not have it all attached to wh- whatever silliness. And look, I posted silliness. You know, <laughs> I wrote a sex column for parents. There's a lot that I did on the you internet. You will definitely embarrass them regardless of what you post about look, them. Uh, there's a lot that I've They're going to be like in school one day and some kid's going to be like, you know, your mom's the mom in HS, right? <laughs> you know, my mom has her book under her pillow. <laughs> That's awesome. They're going to so get you. Better than saying I have it under my pillow, right? <laughs> No, but I mean, I have, I mean, full disclosure, there have been a lot of things that I have regretted. And actually, I've taken a lot down. I mean, I saved. Oh, you have. I have. Actually, I took a lot of my blog. I saved it. And then I got rid of a lot of it because it just, you know what? I changed from when I had my first kid until now. So mm-hmm. much in my life has changed. Yeah. And I think it's okay for people to change their mind and be like, you know what? I didn't do that right. I'm going to fix it now. I think that's a really good point, actually, is that we all evolve both as the the media is evolving and social media is evolving and sharing and the the tools that we have are evolving, like Facetune off limits. I will never use that thing. Oh, Facetune is so weird. Fucking up your face with selfies. <laughs> I swear. I I tried to like, review it for Cool Mom Tech, and I took one look at it. I was so freaked out. I'm like, this is gonna ruin the world. Yeah. So people don't know what that is, though. People don't know what Facetune is. It's, it's basically a, like a retouching photo. app, yeah. but it makes your head look like you're one of the characters in Frozen. Like your eyes are bigger than your feet and like your skin is flawless and it's really freaky. And and sometimes we look on social media and we're like, that person doesn't look like that. Like it's a friend of ours and we realize they're using the app. So what are your rules? So in terms of how you deal with it with your kids, because I know you're, you know, you're still blogging. We still run Cool Mom Picks. Right. And, and all the other sites. So what do you do? What How do you decide? Well, first of all, I really try to think about what I would want them to do. And I emulate that. It's interesting because when we were talking with LeVar Burton last week, he talked about how if your kids see you read, then they know that reading is important in your household. And, you know, my kids think watching (laughs) Amazing Race is very important. (laughs) Binge watching House of Cards, super up there, you guys. So um, anyway, I think that's a good point, just as with eating. And I think social media is a really good example of that, that, you know, if our kids see us posting anything on Instagram indiscriminately or sharing everything publicly on Facebook, that that at some point when they're old enough to figure it out, that's going to give them the impression that that's OK. So that that guides me sometimes is I think, is this is this OK for me? Is it not OK for my kids? Now, obviously, I have some boundaries that like my daughter when she turns 13 she's going to have stronger ones sure. <laughs> because she's still a kid. So that's kind of one thing. Um, how about you? So I don't use their last name at all. Mm-hmm. And if I do use the last name for whatever reason, just use mine because they don't have my last name. Yeah, I also don't use my kid's last name. And I don't do any like bathtub photos. I, even when they were little, I never did. Um, and I just really try to think of whether they would be embarrassed by the photos if I do post them. But anymore, honestly, that was before when they, might, they were younger. Now I ask them. I really do ask them if it's okay if I post this. You know, even if it's artwork or mm-hmm. anything, I really, really try to make sure and be respectful and ask them, you know, permission. And also, you know what? what and think, like, why do I need to post it? Like, what am I getting out of it? Because mostly it's yeah. just because I'm like, look how awesome my kid is. I'm awesome too. <laughs> like, well, isn't that think- why we put stuff 
yourself up. Well, I think that's okay to some degree. I think that's human and normal and, you know, it's okay. I think, but I think it comes down to, again, is like the, is it benign? Is it harmful? Is it harmless? And are there any benefits that outweigh any downsides? Um, Yeah, I try not to embarrass them. I think that's kind of like the number one thing. (laughs) And no bathroom photos. Yes. So, okay, so this is a good question. So let me ask you another thing. How about like kids and health? Because sometimes I see a lot of people posting about their kids' health or their mental health. And I think especially with mental health issues, that's really tricky. Like, how do you feel about parents doing that? Because it really does offer a benefit to the parenting community, but it may be something that kids are uncomfortable with as they get a little older. I think you need to ask it to a smaller community of people. Mm. And so, I mean, I understand the value of social media. I mean, I've done it before. I really don't ask about, I mean, I've asked like a hundred poop questions, I'm sure. Back in the day, you could look at my feed and be like, what does this mean? The poop is orange and runny. What does that mean? I would hope that that wouldn't embarrass my kid one day. Or if it did, I'd be like, that's the kind of thing where I'd be like, get over it. But now, if it was a teen thing, if it was, you know, if like, if you're like, my teen's poop is runny, <laughs> out, get out, unfriend. No, but I think that it's valid. But, you know, a lot of people just don't even know that you know, there's public and friends posting on Facebook. Like, there's different settings. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people just don't realize that. And so I feel like that's when you start a private group. So that's mm, when that's you reach out to your close friends. You know, So in other words, maybe as social media is evolving, we don't have to just jump right into the fray. We can kind of rediscover smaller private community groups as a place to share and get kudos and get laughs and you know get information that we need yeah and you know what sometimes I feel like crowdsourcing in the hive mind is more of a hassle than it is a help (laughs) I think especially as your kids get older like it's one thing when you're dealing with a newborn and you're like is what's the best diaper well it's universal because everyone's been through the newborn as they get older I would rather get the advice of like two or three friends that I really trust rather than like 400 people or a thousand <clears throat> friends on Facebook, <laughs> you know, that I like maybe met once. You know, the other thing I want to point out, because you did an amazing post on this recently on Cool Mom Tech, and it's something I hadn't thought about so consciously, which is about social media sharing isn't just about parents. Yes. And you wrote a great post about tips for setting boundaries for nannies and caregivers when it comes to sharing information about your kids, too. Yes, it does. And it's funny because there are so many people that are like, do we really need this? And I'm like, yeah, we do. Yeah, I we got a few people who are like, oh, please. That's why you can't find a babysitter. <laughs> I was like, I would rather not be able to find a babysitter than have one quit because I'm like, please don't share her picture on Instagram with her location noted and be like, we'll be at the park for three hours today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think the problem with all of this and, you know, not to like start to point fingers, but heck, why not? Is that people just don't know what they're doing. They think, oh, it's on my phone. So it's not the Internet. And it's do public information. Yeah, I do. Really? I really do. Because I public. think most parents are no, smart than that. I know. Sorry, parents. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. And then look, you're taking photos of your kid with someone else's kid, and then you're putting it on your public feed. There are just a myriad issues when it comes to this. Yes. You know? And so, like, now I'm thinking, okay, what photos have my kids been in that I don't have control over because they were with a friend and someone snapped a photo or a friend's parent? Yeah. It's just It's just something to think about. Yeah, so I think, I guess the point is there's no right and wrong, but you know what? Let's give our listeners some questions to ask themselves so they can help decide for themselves 
where they want to draw a line, if they want to draw a line, and, and, and how funny, they want to proceed. Some of these apply to photos of yourself, too. Like, number one, will I ever regret sharing this? <laughs> I regret every photo of me that isn't retouched. That's why you have the, like, approved tags of me on Facebook notification. I'll just say that. Yeah, but it's, look, it's valid. Are you going to regret sharing this photo? So that's Is number it one. Is going to come back to bite you in the ass? Number two, am I shaming my kids in some way? Am I simply getting laughs at my kids' expense? Is this anything that would upset them? Are there other better ways to, you know, get my pat on the back from my social media friends? Have I set photo posting guidelines for other caregivers in my life? And remember, this is not just nannies and babysitters. Oh, no. This grandparents, is the grandparents. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, especially because a lot of my kids – friends parents know that I'm on social media I, I really try hard to say are you okay if I post this picture of them in the school play or here's a picture of all my kids protesting the opt-out testing and like I'll ask all the other kids who are there uh I'll, I'll ask their parents do you mind if I put this on Instagram first I think that's important yeah absolutely and then I think this is great you you actually schooled me about this this morning is this the best medium for sharing this and you talked about how more and more moms are starting to use snapchat Instead of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe like six or seven months ago, there was an article in New York Magazine about moms love Snapchat. Gotta love that. <laughs> we don't want our kids texting with it, but we're fine with sharing our kids pooping on the toilet with it. Yeah, but it's actually a great medium because you snap it, it goes away. Yes, you can screenshot, but you're notified if that happens. You have to pay for replays. And it's a really great way if you just want to send a silly photo and it doesn't go up anywhere. And also, you're not bothering all the people that are looking at your feed, you know, with all your baby updates. <laughs> That's true. And then I think overall, final thing, and we've talked about this a little bit, is am I setting a good example for my kids and how I make social media decisions? So thinking about social media footprint, thinking before you post, locking down your location settings or any identifying information. Um, I think thinking about the way you post actually helps you articulate just how to talk to your kids when they're ready to be posting too. Yeah, absolutely. And if you just take a second to think about how you post and you are like, wait a second, maybe I'm sharing too much. That's a good, you know, marker for you to think about before you go ahead and talk to your kids. You know what we should do? Let's on Cool Mom Tech put together a list of some really good um, apps, networks, cloud services where people have options besides the big social media channels. So if you want to share photos with a select group of friends and family, you have that option as well. Yeah, there's a ton out there. Awesome. Let's do that. I like that. So we'll be back with our cool picks of the week right after this. So we've got Little Passports back as a sponsor of Spondless. That's so great. We've been fans of theirs literally for years and years, so I'm glad they're back. Yeah, it's an award-winning educational subscription that sends your kids monthly packages in the mail. Do your kids love to get mail as much as my kids? Anything with their name on it. If it's junk mail, they're like, yay, mail! <laughs> so it's even better when it's from Little Passports, and it's not junk mail. <laughs> Each package features a new country or world theme, and they're addressed to them which is always a big deal, and filled with letters, souvenirs, stickers, activities. My kids even used it at their school. Really? Yeah. Well, it's very inspiring. It's really educational. It makes kids feel a connection to the country, to the world around them, based on the kind of um, box that they get. It's really a lovely service. Yeah, and it's a fun way for kids to learn about geography and the cultures around the globe. 
which I won't be taking them anywhere anytime soon. So <laughs> I love that it's brought right to my door. Definitely costs less than a ticket to France. And Spawn listeners can save 40%. That's a great discount. That's a lot of discount. On their first month today with code SPAWNED. That's S-P-A-W-N-E-D. Learn more and take a peek inside the monthly packages at littlepassports.com slash SPAWNED. We think you're going to really like it. So now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! Okay, so who's going first this time? You oh. want, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Well, this is kind of from you. You gave this to me, my <gasps> cool pick. So Swell, we love Swell. They the sent, water bottles. Yes. S apostrophe well. Swell. Yes. Swell sent you their new sip bottles. Mm. I'm like lovingly and sort of sexually holding it right now. <laughs> you are caressing <laughs> it in a way that's making me feel tingly in places. So they... <laughs> If, if a water bottle could be sexy, Swell would be it. I mean, they are, like, hot, right? They come in, like, snake print and, like, all sorts of fantastic prints and designs. And this new one called the Sip not only holds cold beverages, it holds hot beverages now, too. Ah. Which is a big thing for me because all I drink is tea these days. So instead of a big, fat, thermos-style yes. container, mm-hmm. you now have one that feels like a sleek water bottle. Yeah. And is it keeping your yeah, it tea totally, warm? Yeah, it totally keeps the tea warm and my hand not warm, which is important. I don't want to burn my hand. Because, you know, with a lot of these kinds of bottles, right, like stainless steel, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Like, they, you know, metal conducts heat. Right, but it has that whatever it is on the outside that... We're using really good technical terms that here. That thingy <laughs> on the outside, that material with the thingy that's got the colors that's made of the stuff that isn't bad, that stuff. Yes, it, that. It makes it look pretty and it keeps it hot. <laughs> so sip by swell, that's your cool pick of the week. It is. And the only warning is that you do have to hand wash them only. Don't put them in the dishwasher. Yeah. You also need a real thin um, bottle brush, I would think, if you are drinking like coffee with milk and it gets, you know, wash yes. it quickly. Yes. But that's anyway, cool. that's my I'm pick. glad. I'm glad it's working for you. All right. What's okay, yours? So I'm wearing them right now. Oh, yeah. So this past week, we had a big Cool Mom Picks 10-year anniversary dinner with all of our top staff and writers. Yeah, up here in New York City. Which was really nice, and I keep, I'm still emotional when I think about it. And one of the things that we did is create a bracelet just for each of them that had like a really nice saying inside. She believed she could, so she did. It's my favorite one. I love that too. Now, we commissioned the bracelets from a company called Julian & Co. And I think it was really meaningful to me because they, because she was one of the first people we covered when we started Cool Mom Picks, which we initially started really to help small businesses and mom-run companies. Yeah. And we saw her grow from someone who just made little charms with baby footprints. She has a great backstory about her son being born premature. And now she's grown into this amazing jewelry designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of represents everything that we stand for and love. And I have to tell you, seeing her new work in person, it's gorgeous, you guys. Julian and co. And then the other thing, besides the beautiful bracelets she made... Kristen, oh, I'm going to be all teary. <laughs> Kristen commissioned these beautiful little necklaces for us. It's got like a little diamond one on one side and an, a zero on the other side. So if we're at CES, we can be like, what? It's binary. <laughs> but we know that it represents our 10-year anniversary together. 
So it was our diamond anniversary, Kristen. I know. So I don't know what we're going to do for 20. We're having it at the nursing home. <laughs> That'll be like our condo anniversary. We'll buy each other a condo. So um, anyway, so Julian and Co., she did a beautiful job. I, she takes commissions. She does incredible keepsake jewelry for moms. She's just a cool one-woman shop. She does beautiful work. And I'm so glad she did this for us. And I'm happy to support her right back. All right, well, that's it for yet another episode of Spawned with Kristen and Liz. I'm sure there are people that have something to say about the topics we talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to weigh in, please do. We love to hear from you. You can catch us on Twitter at CoolMomPics with the hashtag Spawn Show. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Snapchat. We're on all the social media sites that you can overshare it on. Although <laughs> not sharing pictures of our kids pooping. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much to our producer of this episode, Chris. Kristen Meinzer and to Laura Mayer and Annie Bowers at Panoply. And make sure you subscribe to Spawn on iTunes or Stitcher and download that episode. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, we've had some really fun shows lately, like amazing guests and good topics. I would love, I would be so grateful for our 10-year anniversary if you guys would just leave us a nice review on iTunes. Only if you like it. We only want authentic five-star reviews. But I know a few of you are out there. So thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.